Welcome to the Circular Economy Centre podcast series. The Centre is part of Cambridge Judge Business School at the University of Cambridge. This series explores the thoughts and ideas of the Centre's fellows and associates, their research, and how circular business models can be applied to industry, thereby helping reduce our reliance on the world's finite resources. Today I have with me Professor Panikos Pujuris, who is a fellow in the Circular Economy Centre and rector at the University of Central Lancashire, Cyprus. Today we're going to talk a bit about the circular economy in a business and policy context. Can I start by asking you what sparked your interest in the circular economy in the first place? Thank you for this opportunity. Um, As a citizen of the Republic planet Earth, I am very disappointed with our sustainability performance. And of course, I am very concerned with the fact that we are failing to cater for our children, grandchildren and great-grandchildren. We need to care for the next generation of citizens and inhabitants. Thus, it is imperative to reconfigure our consumption and production systems so that we can become more prudent and responsible with our limited resources. We need to abandon the linear model, which is based on the principles of extract make, use, throw, and embrace the circular economics approach. And what particularly appeals to you in terms of using circular um, economy principles in a business context? As a professor of entrepreneurship and family business, I'm keen to promote the adoption of circular economic principles by the more prolific, smaller, owner-managed family business, which predominates on the corporate landscape. So through uh, academic initiatives, we have a duty to instill on the value system of the family business entrepreneur, the principles of circular economics, which offers the holistic approach to sustainability. This is based on principles like rethink, redesign, reduce, reuse, remanufacture, and then as a last resort to recycle. Recycling alone is not enough, as according to estimates, the great majority of the damage happens before we even open the product box. Sure. And and what do you think companies are already doing to become more circular? Do you have any uh, examples that you can give? It is evident that the, the larger industrial and commercial enterprises are embracing the circular economics. Uh, however, uh, we, we have notable examples uh, like uh, the conglomerates uh, of Philips, uh, H&M, Solvay, S.G. Johnson and others, often working with the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, which operates at the forefront for pushing for the circular economy agenda. Sure. Uh, But uh, we have a plethora of smaller enterprises that their business model is based on servicing their niche market, offering products that respect the the triple bottom line, as we say, the three Ps, looking after the planet, looking after the community and people, and of course, profitability, which is vital for their long-term prosperity and caters for the sustainable growth across frontiers. Examples could include 
Black Horse Ateliers producing green jeans in London, Chobani manufacturing, producing, trading authentic yogurt products in the USA, Oleastro producing super virgin organic olive oil in, in the island uh, Republic of Cyprus, Good Food is Good offering healthy sources in Canada, the Seven Brothers Brewery in Manchester, and the army hopefully will grow. Absolutely. And, and what more do you think they could do? Um, obviously, they're already on the path, but what more do you think they could do? Well, it depends on their business model. If they are in the business of business to consumers or business to business, as we say, they can enthuse their stakeholders, both on the demand consumption mm -hmm. and the supply side, the production side, mm -hmm. to join the circular economy campaign. For example, they could get their consumers to become prosumers and adopt principles of the sharing economy by exchanging goods and services so that we can maximize the value extraction from their production and thus become more responsible consumers. So prosumer really is looking at um, the processes that they do, how they choose the businesses that they interact with. Have I got that right? Correct. A, a simple example given my um, participation in the sharing economy this morning because of heavy rainfall in Cambridge, I have used Uber. So the owner of the car consuming the driving mm -hmm. is also producing a service, mm. offering a taxi ride. So that's an example of a prosumer. Thank you. Do you think that the circular economy policy will affect the ways in which governments frame their sustainable development goals in the future? Well, it is time for governments to redesign the, their fiscal and monetary policies in order to support uh, producers and consumers that invest in the circular economy. For example, direct taxation can further support and uh, enthuse entrepreneurial firms that make investments in new systems that can limit the resource waste. And they can work towards the reversal that they often do by harming the planet. Sure. Direct taxation here, I mean corporate tax, income tax. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we have also uh, innocent products. Sometimes we call them naked products yeah. because they do without the too much plastic yeah. packaging, etc. So in the case of these products, uh, perhaps we can institute a, a different VAT mechanism. Yeah. Also, in terms of development finance, we have banking institutions that they could co-invest in green funds with a mission to channel special funding, soft loans, and quasi-equity capital so that we can support the next generation of responsible firms that they are committed to do business as a cause for good. Excellent idea. Where in the world do you think is the furthest forward with their thinking on circularity at the moment? Statistics, and sometimes we need to be defining what are these metrics. Mm -hmm. According to metrics, large European Union countries are leading. Mm. Germany, 
United Kingdom, France, surprisingly, the Czech, Czech Republic, mm. Poland, mm -hmm. they're doing very well mm. in terms of the metrics mm. and circular economics. Nordic countries that uh, traditionally they have been leading in terms of recycling and waste reduction are not high on the, on the rankings because the large economies, they have made investments in systems and they enjoy patents. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is often beyond the capacity of smaller e e economies. Mm -hmm. So the larger economies are ahead in terms of the sustainability agenda. And where do you think the UK sits in terms of the circular economy and policy and regulation? Are we, are we leading in this area? Um, Ceteris paribus, other things being equal, given the Brexit prolonged of uncertainty. Of course. <laughs> the United Kingdom ranks number two according to the European Union metrics, measuring uh, the circular economics uh, adoption. But um, the UK has uh, the potential to innovate technologically, but also, as often is the case, to pioneer with policy initiatives so that we can enthuse both producers and consumers to embrace the circular economy agenda. To join up together. Yeah, absolutely. How do you see circular economy developing in the next 10 years? In the light of the political agenda at the global level, uh, I would say it would be the technological advancement and the education of the people about the fruits of the circular economy that will exert pressure on all stakeholders, including policymakers, to get an act together. Mm, sure. And where do you think there is most room for innovation in society to adopt circular economy principles? Education, education, education. <laughs> there are plenty of books with that title. Education at all levels is of paramount importance, starting from ourselves, our families, our homes. As the Italians recently declared, we need to introduce environmental education, circular economy literacy in schools. Absolutely. We need new modules with a focus on circular economics at the university level. I can foresee the consumers of the world united that uh, will become more influential and through the deployment of the social media weaponry, they will reshape the way business is contacted. Yeah. Good responsible business can also be profitable with good long-term returns for all. That is what the ancient Greeks called Plutos, wealth, but it doesn't simply mean financial riches as it incorporates a wider dimension, socially, emotionally, spiritually, so that we can build a better world across by doing good. Sure. And where do you see your research taking you in the next 10 years? 
Uh, at this stage, I can see the, the, the need to continue with the production of more influential, impactable cases that can help towards the promotion through education and other, other initiatives of the circular economy principles. So these case studies can help us campaign across the curriculum, professional training, research, knowledge transfer, and other engagement initiatives. We need to influence the policy debate at all levels. That is at the enterprise level, at the industry level, at the national level, and beyond, given the fact that we are members of the European Union. So I know your research also focuses on the family business as well as circular economy. Can you say a little bit about how you think the two are linked and how they can move each other forward? Yes. Through uh, my research over the years, and I have focused the microscope on smaller family firms, growing family firms, family firms that have managed to transform and uh, are classified as business families with uh, a global reach, we established that their value system is more sensitive to the circular economy agenda. Because their owning family, you know, carries the legacy, the, the, the flagship of the founders. And they want to be stronger and more influential, serving uh, the community, the economy, the planet. And we have seen some sizable uh, business families, the likes of... Solvay, S.G. Johnson, uh, H&M, that they are at the forefront adopting circular economic principles. Um, so how do you think we can better educate citizens, entrepreneurs and policymakers to follow circular economy principles? We can use uh, our applied research and case studies with the use of technology to also be more effective to reach out to all the communities. With the use of these practical case studies, we can demonstrate that investing in the circular economy helps to create value and fruits for all. Politicians and entrepreneurs can launch private and public partnerships in order to marshal uh, capital, financing, which will help to accelerate investment in the regenesis of our planet. We need more synergetic cooperation of all stakeholders in order to promote the restoration of a healthy environment and the rejuvenation of our hope for better life on our planet. The green economy can generate jobs and create wealth across generations and frontiers. We all stand to gain from the dividend resulting from the adoption of circular economics and will help us effectively to pursue all the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So Panikos, can we just expand a little bit on some of the examples that you've given, um, talking about how businesses who are very good at employing circular economy principles, how they can continue to do that as they scale up and keep their brand clean? A very good example is the yogurt business, Chobani, based in the US. Given their successful growth, they come 
they came up with a scheme to support the growth of local producers to continue to supply them with extra quality milk so that they can fuel their growth beyond the local economy across you know, the, the US uh, market. Another good example from the Northwest, it's the unicorn, a vegan grocery. They support their suppliers, the, the local producers, so that they can continue to support the growth of unicorn. And uh, here is a duty, you know, for um, government and educational institutions and experts to support the supply chain of these success stories because they often start this niche business with their success and good branding, you know, they become uh, very popular very quickly and we need to support the growth of their supply chain. Uh, on a couple of occasions, we have seen successful growing responsible firms that uh, because of problems in the supply chain, not growing fast enough to meet their um, growing operations, they had to put some water in their wine. And uh, they have declared that their products are not organic and they become all natural. Or they have to abandon fair trade practices. So it's really important that we support the supply chain in order to keep these businesses on point with their circular economies as they grow. Correct. It, it, it's an integrated production system so that we can continue to fuel the growth of a circular economy because business is integrated. You know, you depend on your suppliers. Thank you very much for being a part of the Circular 101 podcast today, Panikos. Pleasure. Thank you. To learn more about how we at Cambridge are facilitating the transformation to a more sustainable future via the circular economy, please visit the Circular Economy Centre website or connect with us on Twitter with the handle at CambridgeSec.